Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Harder to Kill podcast. <laughs> I'm your host, Coach Shannon. <laughs> and I have, for some reason, I'm not sure why, I've invited Coach Kyle to come on the podcast. I'm regarding it, though. I'm trying to get healthy. Yeah. Someone says that they have like a, what do you have, like sinuses, cold? Yeah. I think I got a, a bug that's You're... stuck in my sinuses <laughs> infecting me. I feel good, but my... Uh, it's like one of those things where it's like a low-level annoyance. Yeah, It's like exactly. just layered on top of... Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I had that for like three weeks. Do I sound different? Um. Yeah. A little bit? A little bit. Like you can hear like congestion just a little bit, but otherwise. I sound like I used to smoke. <laughs> I don't know if it's quite like that, but... Smoking. Anyways. I did used to smoke. Oh. Yeah. Sweet. How long did you smoke for? Like two years of your teenagehood? Yeah, on and off through... <laughs> teenage and I could yeah. never pick up that habit it was a fun one um I don't know I was always disgusted by it it's, no offense to anyone um well yeah offense to you coach or um coaching what am I saying dude, just get smoking a, is disgusting get a freaking vape dude. I just could never get into it blow fat clouds with the vape <laughs> I got um pressured one time in college peer pressure which I'm not I don't normally like to come to peer pressure that bad but I did try it and I can't I just could never no I could never. That's the one thing that I could just never like get into. That's good. It's not good for you. <laughs> did you did you know? I did know. Um, I did know, and I think that's why I just I don't know. I couldn't get into it. But anyways, um, enough about me. <laughs> uh, let's talk about training. I like to train. That's usually what we have you on for. It seems usually, like. yep. Never. Yeah. Never any other insights. Yeah, we don't really want to know about you personally. It's either like, yeah, it's either Personal ranting. Opinions. It's either, hey, we need some ranting or, uh, or advice. What, what kind of, yeah, advice, advice on training. Oh, advice on training. I was gonna yeah. say, what kind of advice do you want from me? Um, none. none. That's not true. It's okay. not that I want none. <laughs> you just want less. I just want very specific. Okay. <laughs> well. Very specific things that are in CrossFit involved. In I'll give training. you 20 minutes. Ask away. <laughs> okay. Um, let's start with a recap on the longest block. <laughs> I was going to say in you. history okay, yeah. <laughs> at WCFM. Um, we've done 12 weeks before, but they when? weren't. W- it's way. been so long. Yeah. But the thing is, is like they were so. They were so long that people didn't realize they were on a training block almost. I don't know what I did to my mic stand. Oh, there we go. Um, uh, they didn't realize they were on a training block? Because it was so long, yeah. It was more of our just like test retest. Did so it kind of get broke up in the middle at all though? Or would it just be like a straight 12 weeks? I just don't remember that. Yeah, so it wouldn't be like what you're thinking of now where we do like seven-ish weeks on where it's pretty focused. It wasn't like that. I don't remember. It's been a couple of years now, but we had yeah. done like test retest every 12 weeks ish. Um, oh yeah. Okay. But it wasn't as specific of training. I actually do remember that now that you're saying that yeah. doing the test retest on that 12 weeks. Yes, yep. I do remember that. And then for like two years, I feel like, or like a year and a half, all of our, um, all of our training blocks were like six to seven weeks. Yeah. So that's what we've been doing mostly for the last year and a half is like six to seven week training blocks. It's and weird then- to look at you because I don't know why, but my mic stand is like too low. Mm-hmm. So I feel a need to look down. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's you- why I was trying to raise it up, but then I like turned the wrong thing. You don't have to look at me. <laughs> but yeah, we found that that seven ish week period was a, was a good amount of training time. And then we did, we did like five on one off, uh, four on for is that 10, five, four, one. Yeah, that's 10 for 10 know. weeks. Yes. Um, <laughs> so that's what we did, but it did kind of feel like one bigger 
one bigger block. Yeah, just because we just, I don't know, did the same. Like, it was the same the, stuff. The we workouts just had the, were mixed up, but we did the same lifts. Like yeah, we just had it. Yeah, yeah. So and and also one thing that made this last block feel longer mm-hmm. was we had been coming off of those seven week blocks where we rotated the strength days. Yeah. Where because we deadlifted twice a week and squatted once per week, it needed to be spaced out appropriately. Yeah. Um. So we didn't rotate strength days this block. Yeah. And it just made it. It's not, we talked, it's not bad. It's not good or bad. There's just advantages and disadvantages. And one of the disadvantages is it does feel a little bit more repetitive. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you also, another disadvantage is that you get coached by the same coach. On that, the same lift. But that also yeah. could be an advantage because they know what you're doing. They know where you're at, but also it's good to get different perspectives. So like it's, yeah. it's a toss up. I don't think one's significantly better. I think for me personally, I like a little bit more of the variety and switching mm-hmm. days. So, yeah. um, I don't know. I kind of go back and forth. I like the predictability. I like being able to, you know, just feel pers- purposeful. Like every Monday I'm looking to progress the back squat. And right. so it's just very like, you kind of have it in your mind and yeah. then you're able to like, you know, ride the wave of that. So, but yeah, I get it. I, I feel like too, um, it kind of helped with people's schedules. You know, if it was important to you to hit those lifting days, like you probably made a little more time, you know, effort to like make it to the classes. So you didn't miss like a week of whatever. So I don't know. A lot of people don't even look at the workout. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think, I mean, it it could be like from an athlete perspective or from a coach perspective, right? Because like you coming in and coaching basically the clean, Mm -hmm. the cleaner, the snatch and then a deadlift every Wednesday for 10 weeks. Yeah. I mean, it can get kind of fatiguing, but at the same time, it's also rewarding because you get to see the specific, you work with the same people and you see their improvements, which is, which is nice. And, you know, just being able to like build off of the previous week's coaching is helpful as well. Yep. You know, like I said, advantages, disadvantages, yeah. like it's sometimes you get that other coach's perspective and they give you that cue that you needed this whole time. Yeah. Whereas if you're getting the same coach, like you're, you can still improve, but maybe they're not able to say the exact right thing to you. Yeah. So it just kind of, it just kind of depends, but working with the same coach can also, that coach can help connect from week to week. And when a new coach comes in, they don't know what you worked on last week necessarily, right. you know? And so it, yeah. Um, I actually saw this thing on Instagram the other day from, uh, I follow Ben Bergeron still, even though I haven't like listened to his stuff in like in a while, but, um, he was given some speech about how he thinks that coaches should coach the same classes every day. Okay. And I was just like, man, that's, I mean, I think it's nice the way that we do it because you do get pretty much the same coaches. We have a small team overall. So, uh-huh. I mean, you're only ever really going to see for the most part, probably two, two coaches. Three. Yeah. yeah. T- typically two. Yeah. Typically like two coaches you're or getting whatever. Like me and Gabe in the afternoon with you one night. Yeah. Or you're getting you or Gabe in the morning. Yeah. And you're Kelly or Brandon in the right. early morning. So it's, it's typically two. It's, yeah. Yeah. So I kind of like that because you don't get as much fatigue just doing the same five days in a row is a lot to coach two, the same I think, class. I think two coaches is nice. Like to, yeah. that's, that's a, you still have enough to build relationships mm-hmm. and build week to week. Um, but you're not getting like six different perspectives every time that you come yeah. into the gym. Yeah. So I don't know. I kind of agreed to disagree a little bit on that. Just what was his, well, like, his whole thing is building relationships, oh, okay. building a coaching relationship. Um, yeah. and I can definitely see where if you had like a lot of part-time coaches uh-huh. and just whoever could fill in the spaces was coming into coach, I could see where that like, 
relationship consistency could break down a little bit. But I think that we have a small enough team that I don't think it's as important that we coach the exact same classes. Not to mention we're like, I mean, even, you know, like Kelly and Brandon who only coach mornings, like they're in the classes later in yeah. the day. So or like you might see them on the weekends. See them, like, yeah, exactly. Or like, you know, mm-hmm. I, I will hop into like the eight thirty class or whatever. So mm-hmm. it's, it's typically like our coaches are showing their faces in different classes yeah. and stuff all the, all the time. Yeah. So Anyways, um, what were we talking about? Uh, I don't know. You were just oh, okay. To ask, I went off on a have, tangent. You have twelve more minutes to ask me questions. <laughs> oh, um, I don't have any questions off the top of my head right now. All right. Well, this has been a good time. I know. So, all right. We'll see you guys later. Um, see you in the gym. Yeah. Um, no. Okay. So we were going to recap the last ten weeks, and mostly yeah. we were just talking about how long it felt. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 Um, well, I guess as far as recapping it, like you guys know what we'd focused on. We did a lot. We did our front squat or back squat, front squat combo every Monday mm-hmm. for 10 weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally feel super duper strong in the mm-hmm. front squat. Um, I actually hit a So right before we had, we did five weeks on and then a yeah. uh, deload week. Yeah. And that at the end of that initial five weeks, we had the opportunity to build to a heavy double. And yeah. I, hit a, I hit a five pound PR nice. in my back squat. Um, I didn't even realize it at the time because I thought I had done that same weight oh, before. Yeah. When I look back, it was no. I, hit, I hit 350 in oh. the spring and I hit 355 nice. just now. So I didn't even record it or anything. Well, there you go. I but, did the. So it doesn't count if you don't record it. Yeah, that's true. Um, I did the function track and I definitely have mixed feelings about it. The volume increase was not a good time, but mm-hmm. I think in the end it was better for me because it kept me from pushing to go too heavy. Um, but I was really up and down on Mondays. I think I find that if I don't do anything on Sunday, like if I'm super lazy and I lay around, then Monday squats like felt terrible. Mm -hmm. But like some of the Sundays I would be busy. Like one Sunday I had to like coach and then one Sunday we went like roller skating. And so then Monday I would come in and I wouldn't feel as bad. So it was kind of like based on what I did on the weekend. Do you remember the first Monday of this block 10 weeks ago? No. When I, you were coaching so long. You were coaching me in the back squat and it was like the first week and I just was like Oh, oh. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, Are you okay? Is took, there something wrong with you? I took four days off, right? <laughs> I took uh Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday off, oh. and then came in and started the new block on that Monday. Yeah. So that would have been um was it Thanksgiving? It was right before Christmas. Re- yeah. No, 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 no. Ten weeks ago? It was right after Thanksgiving. Right after Thanksgiving. Yeah. So that that's Monday, what it was. Yeah. It was like it was the Monday after <laughs> yeah. Thanksgiving or maybe we did a I don't remember. It was right in there. And I think it, it might yeah. have been the Monday after Thanksgiving. Yeah, I think we it could was. Look, but I think it was. And yeah. I just I remember, yeah, that would make sense why I didn't work out Thursday, Friday, Saturday, yeah. Sunday. <laughs> yeah. And uh I just yeah, it was not good. It's like you're noisy. You're like, Are you you're, broken? <laughs> you're gonna build off of that for 10 more weeks yeah i did say that yeah <laughs> i was like are you sure i'm like belting up yeah. on round and like one. groaning and i was like this seems like you're too heavy Turns i thought i had a bit of a uh extension injury in the old back yeah <laughs> i got yeah. that i got that figured out though so yeah i uh i so my monday's squatting sessions were really up and down really up and down and yeah, so you're um, just not as active this time of year anyway on like Sundays. yeah like, i just wasn't to... so yeah so like mondays wasn't as exciting for me i don't know if yeah. anyone else like feels that way i felt like i i kind of talked to tyler Solzberger a little bit about that I because he, i know he's big on not yeah like not just sitting around not missing a day of training mostly because of that yeah because like getting yeah. stiff or whatever yeah. and then being old you know sorry yeah. tyler um but like what just, is he like 32 
No, I think he's for, at least 42. Oh, 42. Oh, yeah. wow. He looks good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I felt a lot better on, like, bench press day. And um, whenever we got to do, like, cleans instead of snatches, I was happy about that, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, so actually... Should we jump? I don't feel like jumping around. Anyway, uh, yeah, back, people got strong in the back squat. And yeah. honestly, my front squat felt really good, too. That's good. Um, I did some the week before that comp, before the circus. I, instead of doing back squat, front squat, I just did all front squat. Yeah, you were doing those pauses. You were doing like I a did, D-low. Or I, you were doing like a back off week kind of. I did, what I were did, you doing? Yeah, I did a back off week. <laughs> okay. So I had like a little bit of a shoulder issue. And it kind of hurt me to get into a good back rack yeah. position. So I just went front rack uh, mm-hmm. and did all front squats. Um, and I had the circus coming up and I just can't front squat as much as I can back squat. So yeah. it was like perfect to just back it off. Mm-hmm. Um, but I ended up hitting like probably a beltless pause PR in the front squat, just mm-hmm. completely unexpected. So that was That's cool. Good. It was cool to see that progress. Um, but I was going to say, actually for me, since you said the deadlift clean thing, mm-hmm. that is probably the biggest, not necessarily weight wise. Right. And like, so we're always trying to find ways to measure progress in the gym and it doesn't always have to just be like, Oh, mm-hmm. I'm stronger. Right. Like I yeah. deadlifted more weight or I cleaned more weight. Right. Um, but sometimes there's a trade off. Yeah. Know? But how I felt from week one to just this last week or two doing the two strength pieces on Wednesday uh, is insane. I remember the first week of that doing uh, cleans and then resting a little bit and then doing our deadlifts and just being wiped, felt smoked. I was like, I don't want to do the first week. Am I remembering this wrong? But didn't it have those, the four second descent, four second descent. Yeah, that was like deficit. (laughs) It was really, really hard. Yeah. And I just started a little heavy on the week one. So I ended up, I bumped it back. I went down. I think a lot of people did that. They just went too heavy on week one. I, so I remember a lot of people made adjustments on week two and Mm -hmm. started lighter, but even then, like it almost didn't matter the weight on the bar. Four second descent on that deadlift was just hard. Yeah. Like I think I dropped like 35 pounds or like, no, like 40 pounds off of mm-hmm. my initial yeah. weight and it was still just really hard. Yeah. So I, I, I overestimated that as well and I'm always super conservative. Yeah. So. so, but the way I felt going from the double strength piece on those Wednesdays, like is insane. Cause I just was trashed after day one on week uh, one or yeah. two and that, and then this week just touch and go double power cleans, worked mm-hmm. up to a heavy set of two or three. I don't remember deadlift. And it was just two. Two. Yeah. It just felt good. And I was like, damn, that's kind of cool. Like yeah. I didn't actually lift that much heavier. Yeah. But the, you mean for the deadlifts from the cleans or what do you, or from week to week, from, from week one, well, obviously from week one, because it was oh. a deficit yeah, right. and everything, and but tempos and stuff. Yeah. But as far as like perceived exertion, yeah. like I know about how that stuff should balance out yeah. and it was just significantly easier. Yeah. Um, so I adapted to those double, double what I thought phase. was weird and it convinced me to like push my deadlift a little bit was like, I was almost deadlifting the same as what I was cleaning, which I, I realized that it's a little bit different, like volume mm-hmm. or whatever. But I just thought it was kind of crazy that I could power clean 165 for a double. <laughs> but then like I hadn't deadlifted over like 175. Same. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I've actually been feeling pretty good. So this last week I went for it and I went for 205 and I hit 205. There were some uh, Brian and Brady can yeah. both front squat damn near as much as they can back squat. They just have like just the right levers and the good, yeah. good. They they have really good front squats is really what it is. They yeah. have really good front squats and then like good back squats. Yeah. But uh, 
there was a period of time when we were working through that front squat, back squat cycle uh-huh. where like they would literally drop five pounds oh my from their back squat to their front squat, which is super cool. But I was dropping 20 pounds yeah. pretty much. But yeah. uh, Brady has a really like upright super squat. Upright. So it's yeah. helpful. It's It does kind of make your squat, your back and front squat a little closer mm-hmm. together. I and think then Brian sometimes. just got like weird levers. <laughs> but Brian's just weird all we- around. Weird, weird, weird lever, strong core. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, I don't know if there's anything else to say. We mostly measured our progress throughout this block with strength. Yeah. And we're kind of making a little bit of a shift for the next block. It seems like when you kind of go through everything that it might be more like Metcon. Yeah, definitely. Is that where we're going? We're diving in. Yeah, let's go. Cool. Um, so yeah, next block we have some, we have some specific strength work that we're going to be working on, but it is we're, we really only have two lifts that we're going to be repeating week to week looking to build rather than four. Um, mm-hmm. Well, kind of four, kind of four, kind of five when you include like the snatches and the cleans. Oh, okay. but those are every other week. Yeah. And then deadlifting twice a week trying to build. Yeah. There was just there was a lot of structured strength work going For on sure. in this last yeah, block. Yeah. Um, so we're going to be ditching some of that, not all of that. You know, we're always going to do some version of like strength and <laughs> strength and Metcon. Yeah. Like that's kind of our jam getting strong and conditioned. Yeah. Um, uh, but we should just tell everyone and punk them one time that like, we're going to drop, you're going to actually take the barbells out of the gym <laughs> and it's going to be all like just, machine work or something. <laughs> oh, oh, I thought you meant like all body weight. Like, yeah. You, like you are body the weight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just sell the barbells. And <laughs> right. See how see how long we can go just stringing people <laughs> along, just doing like air squats and yeah. push-ups. I mean, you could get that'd be a good experiment. You can still get. Fit. I don't think people are down though. Yeah, right. Um, so anyway, we're we're not going to do that. So anyway, yeah, this upcoming block, um, we're going to have a little less structured lifting, but the trade-off that we're going to have for that is we're going to have some more in metcon lifting i guess is a good way to put it or just like the way you put it the metcons are a little bit more involved yeah so we need Was that the word i used used involved oh yep. okay so they're going to be a little bit more involved and that could be setup time maybe it's a little bit longer or there's just more like movements in them um like i kind of noticed kind of a combination of both things when i was looking through it it seemed like not only were they more involved, like how the structure of it would go, um, need more warm up time to get it, ready for them. But yeah, so it might either, it might either be like the structure of the workout seemed to be more involved or it might just be that, yeah, I mean, there was one workout that seemed like, I don't know, I had like five movements, which is more than what we would normally do. Right. So, so you need so time. to me, that's more involved. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, you know, we're not going to. It'll be hard to set up for it in like three to four minutes. Kind of what we've been able yeah, to do. Exactly. It's not as simple as like, all right, good back squats. All right. Now we're going to do jingle jangle. Yeah. Just like, right. So yeah. Or um, just like you need one dumbbell or something for the workout. Right. Or which I yeah. honestly think that some of these workouts we have coming up have the potential to be super fun. Mm-hmm. It's just, we don't have enough time in an hour to do a full on strength piece with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're going to be getting the opportunity to probably do things in Metcons that you're not used haven't been to doing, or haven't yeah. been doing. Yeah, exactly. So there's, trade-offs yeah. it's like some more like lifting and workouts like and you know just more like probably i don't know what did you say like crossfitty stuff it's kind yeah i mean which I what does that mean i don't know what does that mean to you i kind of get what you mean i don't know you to me it's it, all but... the same to me like i don't really but like barbell cycling in workouts is very crossfitty barbell cycling combined with a gymnastics movement yeah it's like the most crossfit is about ever. the most crossfitty <laughs> thing you can do if you follow like so you can go for those of you guys who 
don't know, like CrossFit.com posts a workout every single day. They have since 2006 or something. You could scroll back to 2006 uh, and they program three days on, one day off, three days on, one day off. And the way they post the workout is super... like super they, simple. It's just super simple. They just basically post the workout. There's no warm up. There's no really instruction. There's no direction. There's no, here's what this workout should feel like. It's Mm-mm. just today you're doing five rounds for time of 10 deadlifts, 20 wall balls. Um, and there'll be a, you know, a deadlift weight. It'll have like 225. Usually like a prescribed yeah, they'll have a prescribed weight. It didn't um, used to be though, like male, female. It used it to just be just a, weight. a prescribed yeah, weight. Yeah. So it, it's evolved a little bit. Yeah. Um, but you can check out like what. I guess you could probably argue that CrossFit.com posts pure CrossFit workouts. Um, I think they're typically pretty awesome workouts. It's just that sometimes all you're doing for the day is seven minutes of power cleans and push-ups. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that you can't get a great workout doing seven minutes of power cleans and push-ups, but we run our classes here. Yeah. And we want to give you the most effective and efficient workout in an hour. So yeah, I mean, CrossFit.com just relies on you to fill out the gaps. Yeah. Right. They started programming that stuff before. I mean, before there was affiliates, they literally started putting this stuff online before there was CrossFit gyms. Mm -hmm. Right. So this was people working out in their garages Mm -hmm. and they've stuck to their roots of Mm -hmm. doing that. And that doesn't mean they won't throw in a random 30 minute workout every now and then. But for the most part, they're short intense. And we know that intensity is the name of the game for most most, most cases. Um, but I would encourage you to go check out crossfit.com and look at the workouts that they, Mm -hmm. that they post. And that would give you an idea of when we say kind of a true CrossFit feeling workout, Mm -hmm. but our goal is to take those workouts and make them a little bit more interesting Mm -hmm. or more enjoyable. I don't know, but just more interesting and more conducive to a class setting. And we want you to have fun. We're we're trying to have fun here. We're trying to have fun (laughs) while having fitness, right? We're not trying to do a seven minute AMRAP of 10 toes to bar, 10 power cleans. Like, and that's just, in my opinion, they're just pretty basic and simple. And I mean, they can be effective, but you bring intensity to anything. It can be effective. Yeah. I mean, I just, I just like that here. We just mix it up more. Sometimes it is a super simple, just two two movement workout or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, but yep. and it's fine. Yep. So Metcons will get a little bit more involved. So, um, I guess what order? So you you're going to have to step up your game on paying attention to the workout I say, structure. I would say, yeah, that's probably it. You'd probably need to step up your game of paying attention and, uh, and you know, just doing your best to kind of be on the ball with stuff, but yeah. we're going to have more time to do that. Yeah. We're not going to be rushed to do that. Um, so anyway, I'll dive into the specifics. We're going to be doing a short little four week back squat volume cycle. Short little, short little, (laughs) is it short or is it little or is it both? I don't know. Four weeks. Definitely shorter than 10 weeks. However, it's not that little. We were doing only sets of like twos and fours. Yeah. Yeah. So it seems like, yeah. So here's what we're doing every, it'll be like Mondays or Tuesdays. We're going to be doing four sets of 10 back squat. Um, we are going to be completing one of those sets of 10 every two minutes on the two minutes. So that's going to be 40. It's going to be 40 back squats in an eight minute window. It's probably going to be about 90 seconds rest. So you're going to hit a set of 10 back squats, rest 90 seconds, do that four total. That's going to be uh, a little harder to share on three peeps to a, I think it's doable. I think three people to a rack still doable. Um, we'll keep it close. Uh, the goal here is squatting and leg endurance. 
This isn't going to probably do a ton to move your top end one rep max, but honestly, who cares? <laughs> You'd probably just want nice, strong looking legs mm-hmm. that can perform, right? Yeah. And this is going to do it. Um, so we'll start at about 60%. So it's not a crazy heavy load. Um, it'll be an, it'll be enough for 40 reps. Yeah. And then we'll progress that up week to week. Who's going to, who's going to put more than 60% on? You want me to call them out right now? <laughs> Uh, that's up to you. We just have like a beep. Yeah. It's not going to say yeah. anyone. <laughs> um, you can start heavier than 60% if you like to fail. Yeah. And if you want to by week four, be doing poor form looking squats <laughs> and a coach will hopefully call you out and make fun of you in front of your class. <laughs> there you <laughs> just go. Just kidding. There you go. Shame. No. Just stick to the percentages. It's better. It's better for you. Yeah. It's better for everybody. We talked about this last time. Yeah. Why you stick to the percentages. Yeah. But I can go heavier than 225 for 10. Yeah, no. I know. I know. I know you can. No, you can't. Well, you can, <laughs> but. You shouldn't. You definitely shouldn't. You mm-hmm. should definitely stick with the percentages. Hit. 10 clean reps and actually get that endurance that we're talking about. You should. Um, the time domain of this is going to be more important than the, than the, the, the weight, like doing a set every two minutes is going oh, yeah, to yeah. suck. Yeah. Um, okay. So that's going to be one of our strength, strength, uh, structured strength mm-hmm. pieces. Strength. Uh, and then later in the week, now don't freak out, but later in the week, we're also going to be squatting. This time mm. it's going to be front squats. However, <laughs> The goal of this really doesn't have near as much to do with the legs. You're going to be getting a lot of good leg volume in on that Monday or Tuesday back squat session. And that Thursday Mm -hmm. or Friday front squat session is going to be way more focused on your core, Mm -hmm. your back, your upper back, your front rack position. Mm-hmm. obviously you're going to get some strength training in the legs because you're squatting, mm-hmm. but just knowing that the main focus is to build your core mm-hmm. and your ability to hold a good upright position. Isn't that in kind of like squat. a, you can kind of like piggyback the feeling that you had for the last 10 weeks, every Monday when you would hit the back squats first, and then you would drop the weights down and the front squats felt hard, but it was in a different way. You had less load on the bar, like mm-hmm. everybody, I guess, yeah. except for a except few for people. Brian and Brady. <laughs> Brian and Brady only dropped five pounds down. But for most of us, we're down 20, 30, 40 pounds even because, mm-hmm. you know, some people don't have great front rack positions and it really limits. And so the amount of leg, like your legs wouldn't really be what was struggling yeah. like with that, you know? And so it's the same thing with, this cycle, you're going to be focusing more on your position work. And that's a lot more involved than just your legs, you yeah. know? So yeah, it, you, you shouldn't actually be limited by your legs, by your legs on really, this at yeah. all. Like what, what we'll get towards the end of this is you'll start probably noticing some rounding of the back and that'll be going to be your upper back, man. The amount back. of like work that you need to involve your shoulder blades in for yeah. a front squat, like is you're going to find out when you have to hold it. <laughs> right. And so like you think about doing some doubles that are quick, like we did last cycle, like you can pretty much take any weight off the bar or off of a rack and crash to the bottom and stand up fast mm-hmm. and get through it before your upper back, like really gets smoked out. And that's mm-hmm. how you can hit some heavy front squats, but you're going to find that holding, uh, some positions going slow, holding three seconds at the bottom, mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to go near as heavy. Um, mm-hmm. if your positions aren't perfect now, mm-hmm. it's kind of cool. Cause once you get your positions perfect, you can probably actually hit very close like, yeah. to what you could without the pauses. 
Um, so the way that that is going to work, uh, week one, oh, I just looked at it. I forget. Is it four to the, whatever, doesn't matter. Um, we're going to be basically building up to, um, heavy doubles to start. And then sport and performance is going to be progressing load. Oh, do we start with doubles? For some reason I had fours. In my yeah. Head. I think it's a, I think it's like a heavy set of four to no. It's a double. So it's like a test in week. We hit doubles. Oh, then we okay. go to sets got of four. It, yep. So uh, the goal is to progress the two rep max pause front squat. So we test in with doubles, but then the next week we go to sets of four. I wonder if that might be a good, people never seem to take this advice. But I'm going to say <laughs> it anyways. Um, it might, it might be a good time to maybe take some video or like photo evidence of your week one. I agree. This probably could be the absolute most important lift to do this on. Yeah. Cause it, you, it'll, you'll actually be able to see your position improve. Yeah. Um, I have just Brian comes up a lot in this episode, but Who? yeah, Brian Luth. I don't know if you've heard of him before. Uh-uh. Okay. He's got really long arms. Uh-uh. Uh, anyway, he is doing the thoracic mobility program and I was really disappointed in him that he didn't take a photo of his overhead squat position on week one. <laughs> what, what overhead squat? Yeah. Well, yeah. it's improved a lot oh, because yeah. he's now because, done. Because he can do them? Yeah, yeah. He's done at least three workouts now with overhead squats in them. Yeah. And, and it's just because he's been working on it. And I was oh, like. his shoulder mobility is insane. Yeah. So I was improved. just like, man, I think it would have been really cool to do a side-by-side shot of his like, you know, holding his overhead squat yeah. from week one to week six. And he's like, well, now, now he wants to like fake it. He wants to like fabricate it. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't have said that. I know. I was out there. So I was like, dang. Yeah, this would be a good opportunity to do some, do some videoing on week one and really look at where your positions are in the front squat. Because these, one thing that we notice in the front squat is like you get some load. Some people like to really start shying away from depth. And these pauses are going to be in rock bottom position. Yeah. And we're there's gonna... that. I mean, there's also the tendency to come forward, you know, yeah. a lot. So, yeah. so we're going to really coaches are going to be diving into your <clears throat> positioning. The, I mean, my biggest piece of advice is just don't care about the weight on the bar. Yeah. Um, and then actually something we're going to be doing is if you're, if you really struggle with like the positioning of the front rack position and holding a good upright torso and all that, we're going to go goblet squat for yeah. the cycle. It's, it's just, actually programmed in there. It's, it's like it, it says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like a scale. It's it's actually the strength program is. I don't care what we use to implement this front squat, yeah. but we need to keep a very upright torso and hit rock bottom depth. Mm-hmm. And if that means that we need to do a, a single uh, kettlebell mm-hmm. or dumbbell in a goblet squat, then that's what we're going to do mm-hmm. because we can load those heavy, right? Like mm-hmm. we have up to ninety pound mm-hmm. dumbbells. So yeah, if you're somebody who needs to do that, that's what we're going to do to yeah. to get it right. Yeah, for sure. If you're, I mean, it's also an opportunity to work on your front rack position. So it just kind of depends on how far away you are. Right. Yeah. right. Um, but that would be my biggest thing is like, don't worry about the load on the bar. We're going by feel. Um, mm-hmm. You're not really going to be, if your positions are really good, then you're going to be expected to add load week to week. Yeah. But the, so that's what I was getting at. Sport and performance is going to progress in load week to week while function is going to maintain about the same load week to week, but increase the pause. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start with just a one second pause, like a good, I mean, videotape yourself on this stuff too, because mm-hmm. I've jokingly coached classes before where I explain to people in depth what pausing means mm-hmm. and pausing means that you come to a complete stop. Mm-hmm. You're not 
and what what complete stop means is that you're not moving at all. Mm-hmm. And then to me, that's like a black and white. Mm-hmm. Like, are you moving? Yes. Okay. Then you're not paused. Right. But people like to bounce. Yeah. <laughs> they like to kind of stay bouncing at the bottom. Yeah. Or their count for a one Mississippi pause is like down one Mississippi and then back up. Yep. yep it's like, oh, yep. it's close, but it's not actually pausing. Yep. Like, yep. think about like a... Mm-hmm. Like whatever, like when you were in driver's ed and you had to stop at stop signs <laughs> yeah. and like, dude, you know, in the real world, everybody just slows and yeah, goes, yeah. but like in driver's ed, you're going to get docked that yep. point. If you can't do a stop, it's a yes, no, it's binary. It's black yep, or white. Yep. So did your wheels actually I, stop moving? I will just, yes, please take a video. <laughs> if you're somebody who doesn't know if you actually pause and then you'll have data and just be like objective with yourself and look, be like, nope, I didn't pause. So yeah. just please pause yeah. <laughs> is my goal. Um, but anyway, function is going to start with a one second pause and build to and work up to, a, work heavier, up to or, a, sorry, a longer pause. Right. Yeah. And if you can add load while maintaining the pauses in position, that's awesome. But mm-hmm. the, the goal is going to be the pause in the good position over everything. Yeah. To be able to get stronger in the bottom of the position. It's going to help. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like, do we need to jazz this up for people? So people are excited. Yeah. Do you want rock hard abs? <laughs> Do you want to be able to do more pull-ups? Do you want a core of steel? I'm not very good at this game. <laughs> Wait, is it my turn again? The back oh. of a god. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah, there's there's a lot of advantages. Um, but seriously, like this, is, like I said, this isn't to develop leg strength. It's to develop rock hard yeah, abs. Yeah, there you go. So um, just do it. Do it well and do it with purpose and and. Don't worry about what's on the bar and have a good time. I love pause squats, um, so everyone else should love them too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's all I have to say. Those are going to be our two constant lifts. Um, but then, but you're like, what about pressing? How am I going to get big arms for summer, mm-hmm. guys? Sun's out, guns out. Ladies, <laughs> tone. That's that's the word, right? The buzzword. Yeah, because we don't want to get bulky. Right. Tone. How am I going to get toned? Here's how you're going to get toned. We're going to do a general pressing cycle. There we go. I should have used way more like fancy terms for that, but it's really simple. We're going to be, we're going to be pressing once a week and it's not going to be like a structured bench press every single week. It's just going to, we're just going to be making sure that we're. What are the fancy terms that are available? I I, I don't know. Like, uh, I don't know. So like a GPP, a general physical preparedness pressing cycle. Got you. Um, or like you know like i don't know i i, I would have need, i would have needed to prepare <laughs> a little prepare i would that. have needed to prepare a little bit more <laughs> just like everything everything overly complicated yeah but to simplify we're going to be doing pressing every week it's Got just it. going to be different variations so we're not going to be worrying about building week to week um just more trying a, to maintain some pressing strength maintain some pressing strength exactly so we'll be benching we'll be doing some overhead pressing i'm actually excited to do overhead pressing dumbbell pressing it. yeah yeah so we're gonna do combinations of dumbbell bench overhead barbell overhead just there's no right. rules there's no rules of the pressing we're not looking to necessarily peak anything specific we're just trying to stay super well-rounded there's make definitely sure we rules can, no rules <laughs> the only rule is that shannon's gonna make a few rules yeah you so the general that. pressing and then got a couple more here we got to get through Okay. We're going to have a rope climb focus in the block. What? Oh, rope. Man, I just can't read your writing upside down. I can't read anything upside down. <laughs> rope climb focus. So I don't know what I thought that said. We're recording this on Friday right after we did a bunch of rope climbs. I saw some people get their first rope climbs. Yeah, that was cool. Um, people nor- are way more capable of rope climbs. I was just going to say that. <laughs> I stole it. I was just going to say that. I thought of it first. What I think is cool about the rope climb is how... Like, even if you're brand new to this, 
we can probably get you to do a good rope hold. And if you can rope hold, you can go up the rope. Mm-hmm. It's your like your level of strength and fitness does not need to be extremely high to be able to learn True the skill story. of a rope climb. And it, it just it's cool because it's a cool. It's definitely movement. you do need some fitness and strength to do volume and do them in workouts. It's but, it's kind of pretty gassy, but, but to the do ability a rope climb, yeah. to climb a rope is pretty accessible to a lot of pe- a lot of people that don't expect it. Yes, it's yeah. it's super cool. Yeah, especially once you figure out like the the technique with the legs, arms, legs, arms. It really like yeah. So if you're somebody who doesn't have a rope climb, our goal is going to be getting you to. Um, hang on the rope and we don't just like, we're going to teach you how to use your feet so that you can support your body weight with your feet. And Mm -hmm. actually, if you do that correctly, you should feel like you can hang out there for a couple minutes. Mm -hmm. Like it's, if you get the good wrap or the J hook. Excuse me. Yeah. I was showing people at noon that I could let go of, yeah, you could, you basically, your arms are just keeping you close to the rope. So you don't fall back. You're not actually holding yourself up. Yeah. Um, so if you're, if you don't have a rope climb, our goal is going to be to get you a rope climb. If you have rope climbs, we're going to be looking to make you more efficient. If you're a ninja at rope climbs, we're going to be probably climbing to some taller targets than you're used to or working that fireman's descent because mm-hmm. the hand over hand on the way down is not cool. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't take you. I was joking with Lauren, right? Mm-hmm. Like she she's just now learning like the, the fireman's yeah. descent. And without it, you use twice as much energy coming down than you do going up. Yeah. And it's like the up should be the hard part. Yeah. Um, but when you have to do slow the on the up way and down, the down yeah, it's, yeah. it really does. Yeah. Yep. So we're going to have a rope climb focus probably looking, well, not probably, I already wrote the four weeks out. So uh, <laughs> we are, we are rope climbing at least once a week for the four weeks. Um, I would, I've talked about it. I would like to do some rope climbs clinics. Yeah. I like, I like coaching it. Um, probably like a level one and a level two, get people on the rope holding and then also some more advanced people get them yeah, sliding like, down yep. the rope. Yeah. And just like really learning how to kind of that medium level is when you figure out how to climb it, but you really haven't figured out how to bring those feet up high uh-huh. and how to like really get up the rope in like two, three pulls. Yeah. When people first start, it's like they inchworm up inchworm. the rope yeah. <laughs> and it's just not very efficient. I like two pulls up, two pulls, two pulls up and two drops down. And yeah. That should be a 15 foot rope climb for most people. For, even, even if you're shorter, I think you can get that. I don't think I can get it in two. I'd have to jump super high. Jump high. I have definitely come to my, come to my clinic. <laughs> okay. I definitely have been able to get it in like two and a half, but. Um, so some rope climb focus and then the last kind of consistent, um, is going to be Metcon deadlifts. So we just finished metabolic conditioning (laughs) deadlifts. Um, well, I just think it's worth talking about and kind of unpacking. I think we have some, some direction for you. Yeah. What is it with deadlifts? And it's always like, (laughs) we got to, well, you know what it is? It's super simple. It's just, they're the easiest they're the easiest exercise to overreach on. Yeah. And you and Gabe talked about it on a podcast. Yeah. Like it's, it, it's easy to not, it's easy just to grind it out. Yeah. It's, well, we were just saying that you can, you can give up your position and still you, make the lift. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Or if you do that in a front squat, you just drop it off the front. You yeah. don't get hurt doing a front squat, we but just, yeah, people just have a hard time committing to the position of a deadlift because typically they're able to crack it off the floor and get it like to about mid shin. <laughs> 
where, or like, you know, the knee where there's the absolute most tension on your back. And then if that sucker gets away from you at all, mm-hmm. the, the, the strength or like the tension on your back is so exponentially increased when that mm-hmm. bar moves half an inch away from you, mm-hmm. you strain your back muscles. It's not even the, it's not even necessarily just letting it come out. If you don't keep your back rigid and you just round a little bit, you just you give move. that up. Yeah. yeah. So it's a combination of all those things, right? Yeah. Like if that back moves, if you are at a heavy weight and it's slow. Mm-hmm. Now you're increasing time under tension, right? Mm-hmm. Like what used to take you a half second to pull through a vulnerable position is now taking you four seconds. Mm-hmm. Your muscles aren't strong enough to hold it for four seconds. Mm-hmm. And then what happens when you start to give position away? That bar kicks out. And mm-hmm. then what happens when that bar kicks out? It's exponentially heavier. Yeah. So it's just like this combo of all these things happening. And that's why we have to talk about the deadlift all the yeah. time. Yeah. Deadlifts don't hurt you. You're bad positioning and yeah, ego. You hurt you. <laughs> you hurt you. <laughs> um, so we have been doing a ton of deadlifts on Wednesday. We've been deadlifting every Wednesday. We've been doing. And touch, we've been doing heavy deadlifts. We've been doing touch and go sets of twos, threes, fours. Yeah. Uh, we started at fives. Like we've been doing a lot of volume in the. I want to talk about too touch and go deadlifts is also a skill to to figure out how to keep that tension and get that like yeah yeah rubber band effect. Yep. So we'll we'll get into it. Yeah, we'll get into it. <laughs> So we are going to be making sure that we're doing some significant volume and load in the deadlift. So I'm not talking about just like high reps at like 135, 95. Like that might be a conditioning feel, that type of thing. But we're we're going to be using the deadlift in Metcons because it is a gassy movement. Mm-hmm. And so you can pretty much guarantee anytime we're deadlifting in a Metcon, we're looking for kind of a gas Why feel. is it gassy, Kyle? Well, because you're moving a heavy load, long distance and quick. <laughs> I, uh, the last workout where, um, man, I can't remember when it was, but there was handstand pushups in it. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that? You did like, it was kind of like a, I think there was like a lot of deadlifts in the middle. It was like 50 or 40, 40, 50, uh, 10, 10 bar muscle ups, 20 handstand pushups, 30. No, it was more than that. 40. I think it was 40. 40 And then you went back down the ladder. It was like a, it's like a pyramid. 10, 20, 40, 10, 20, 40, 20, 10. Yeah. Oh Yeah. Anyway, um, man, people, I, and myself included really underestimated how that affects. It was 225 and like, that's a weight that I can touch and go 20, 25 reps. I got to like 17 and then I had to do sets of fives. Like the rest. I was <laughs> just like, like, what is going on? Yeah. It was, it really affected that second round of handstand pushups and, um, it didn't for me because I took so long. Oh, okay. So my arms became so fresh, <laughs> but I get what you're saying. Um, so I think people, um, just underestimate what doing like touch and go deadlifts at a larger, it's, it's a, what I've always, it's a sled yeah. push. It's a, yeah. the deadlift. So we call we say like the echo bike is a combination of like deadlifts and sled pushes mm-hmm. or it, if you did some sled push workouts last summer, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> that is the feel that we're going to be getting from deadlifts if we do them properly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so we talked Sounds about like fun. We talked about how well <laughs> it's all fun, right? It's just like you need to Deadlifts aren't my favorite. Can we I bet we maybe we can make them your favorite? Mm. Maybe you just need some confidence. Yeah, I do. I mean, I could definitely improve it. It's just it's it's just one of my weaknesses. Yeah. So, you know. Okay. So, we talked Thumbs about down. the touch and go deadlift and volume deadlifts in workouts almost being a different thing than deadlifting for strength. Oh yeah. It's the same movement, but I I almost like to think of it as a different movement because the feels different. Um, just because you have a 
huge deadlift and you can deadlift a heavy weight for two or three reps, it really doesn't translate super well to conditioning or like Metcon deadlifts. It's so much different. It's very different. So we kind of think there's like a combination of the touch and go deadlift as it pertains to a Metcon being a skill versus your strength versus your endurance. It's mm-hmm. kind of the culmination of all three of those things. Yeah. You could definitely have someone that doesn't have a super high one rep max me. be able to me, me, me. <laughs> deadlift, you know, for 20, the same reps as someone who has a high because they don't have as much muscle endurance, as much aerobic capacity, right. you know, definitely. If you're used to only doing three at a time, even if it's heavy, it and, doesn't translate well. And the way that I program, um, Maybe it's selfishly, but I can have reason behind it too. Um, (laughs) For the general population of our gym, Mm -hmm. we have the spectrum of people who want to be healthy, uh, people that want to look better, feel better. And then we have some people who dabble in the sport of CrossFit at a local competition level. People who want to be strong, yeah. Right? But I'm saying like sport. So we have people that care about the performance. Right. And to my knowledge, nobody is actively trying to make the CrossFit games or or sanctionals or sectionals or whatever it's called now. But like we have people that want to be able to go to local competitions and, and do well. And all of those involve being able to maintain a strong core position, neutral spine throughout the deadlift. Um, but none of those really require you needing to be able to deadlift super, super heavy. And I'm not saying that we don't have the opportunity here to deadlift heavy. Like we just did last week. Mm -hmm. Um, but I definitely skew programming towards being able to rep, uh, for guys, 315 pounds is kind of a standard, like a benchmark, kind kind of a benchmark weight. I personally would rather be able to do that in a workout for 20, 30, 40, 50 reps. Maybe not in a row, but like in a workout right. than have a 405 deadlift um, for like two or three and not have that. It's just, it seems to be a better spot to be health wise, um, risk management wise, that type of stuff. Um, so that's what I program towards. Now, if somebody was like, Hey, I want to be a power lifter. I'd be like, you need to do that's something different. different. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So <laughs> try to strike a nice balance. It's not, yeah. If you can deadlift 315 pounds for a set of 10 or 12, like you probably do have a, that contributes to that one rep a little bit, but mm-hmm. it's just my philosophy and that's how I kind of yeah. roll with it. So yeah. it, it just, we it save that heavier lifting person. for something I think a little safer, right? Like yeah. a front squat. We can load the body heavy with a front squat and it's very safe. Yeah. I mean, you guys just, a bunch of people just did that circus competition and there was deadlifts in that with the axle bar and it was very, but I mean, it was like deceiving, right? Just like with the grip and doing a set of 15 sucked. Like, (laughs) yeah, but it's like if your one rep max deadlift was 60 pounds heavier, would that have been easier? I don't think so. Yeah. It wasn't the, it it was muscular endurance. Right. It was more of the sport of CrossFit and that's also the. It's going to carry over more to the sport of life, in mm-hmm. my opinion. So, um, be conservative on the deadlifts in the Metcons. Is that the moral of the story? I think so. Okay. Uh, because we talked about how it's kind of a forgiving stimulus, mm-hmm. meaning if prescribed weights, you know, 275, uh, what's the women's 275? One, 185? Yeah, probably. Two, 275, 185. And you know that you're capable of doing that weight, but you know that after a few sets of toes to bar, your core starts getting smoked. You start, your, your heart rate comes up, you're breathing heavy. You aren't able to brace as well. Mm-hmm. 
I can almost guarantee you as far as like the conditioning, the metabolic conditioning side of things, we're going for that gas feel. You're probably going to feel the same. If not get a better stimulus out of going 225 slash 155 and just going unbroken. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the deadlift, it seems to be kind of a forgiving stimulus. Like meaning like there's a wide range of weights that still give you the gas st- exactly. feel with being a little bit easier on your body a exactly. little bit. That's, yeah. yeah. Best way to put it. Yep. Like if you cho- choose a lighter load and just go unbroken. Yeah. Now that doesn't always work for like a conditioning feel mm-hmm. because like for conditioning, you could, if you, if I said that you could easily blow yourself up. Right. Yeah. So it just kind of depends, but I think that deadlifts going for that gas feel. Yeah. Go lighter. Like it's kind of hard to screw it up. Hang on to a bigger set. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. just be more methodical. Hang on for all 15 instead of doing 275 and doing three sets of five. You're Mm going to get the same feel. You're going to drastically reduce injury risk or overtraining or whatever. So blowing up your. Let's approach the Metcon deadlift smart. Um, Oh, and then like one thing you said was it's so much better to just be conservative than have to change weights in the middle. Of a, of a workout because it's really hard to recover after that. Even yeah. after you've dropped weights, you're kind of already blown up and, and the weight you drop to now feels heavier than it should. Yeah. Just, just... I really, I really think for, since we haven't been doing like a ton of this type high volume deadlift stuff, I really, really think starting out conservative is going to be so much better for you in the end. Like just not only mentally, you know, because I think it's pretty defeating to blow up so bad that you feel like you have to strip weights and then you just feel like trash. Yeah. Like just be a little bit more conservative. Set yourself up for success. Like, you know, I would rather have you try it out like a little bit lighter and then be able to tell me like, oh yeah, that I was told definitely you, too easy. I told you I was stronger. Yeah, I would yeah. rather have you tell me that yeah. and then I'll be like, cool. So this whole block is going to have workouts like that. So in the next workout, we'll try a little bit heavier. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Rather You'll than be just, able to dial it in across the yeah, block. Like yeah, like dialing it in across. Don't yeah. blow yourself up on week one and then be injured or just afraid for the next several weeks. Yeah, or just, you know, regretting, just like looking forward to regret of like the next day when your back's really sore and you can't bend over or something like that's not really, I know that I, we say it a lot, but I still feel like I need to just like harp it, you know, like the goal isn't to be, to beat yourself up so much that you can't move around the next day. Like that's right. doesn't, you're, you're, you're counterintuitive to what we're actually trying to do. Is that the word counterproductive to what we're trying to do? Counterproductive. That's better. <laughs> so yeah, that's my moral. That's my, that's my little like soapbox speech for you. It's a good one. Yeah. Was that the last thing that you were going to That was about? my last note. Yeah. So. So it's going to be more mus- muscular endurance type Muscular stuff. endurance from the back squat, core focused front squats. We have a little general pressing cycle. We're going to climb some ropes Rope climb and we're going to be smart about our Metcon deadlifts because if you do that yeah. correctly, like I really do think that some good touch and go deadlifts in a Metcon provides a stimulus that's hard to really kind of match anywhere else. It's similar to an echo bike, but you're getting like muscular Mm-hmm. training with it as well yeah um where the echo bike kind of is just burning your yeah muscles it's not you're not actually like doing anything to build the endurance right well not yeah. nothing but you know what i'm for saying for sure yeah yes i do uh yes yeah, so then i guess let's just kind of finish up with uh well i guess we talked about it like the more involved matt cons um just being prepared to um maybe spend a little bit more time getting primed and prepped for those matt cons um 
probably twice a week, I think is about what we're looking at of having like a, a one piece instead of a strength Metcon. We're going to have like a 30 minute Metcon mm-hmm. and you're just going to need the time to get And it'll have and... like the lifting kind of built into yeah, it. Yeah. So more, like, so. yeah, next, was it next Wednesday or something? Is that the one with the deadlifts? It's like, you're looking at sets of 30 between you and a partner deadlifts at 275 in the Metcon. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's your lifting. You're going to get. I can't remember the date. I'm really bad at like that. that. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, okay. So then the last thing that we were going to bring up, I think was the open that's coming oh, up. Yes. I don't know. We sort of touched on it. Maybe. No. Have we not talked we about not. it at all? No. Okay, um, the Open is a worldwide competition that CrossFit puts on. Um, workouts will be released every Thursday, and you have till Monday to get the workout done and post it online, where you will be compared to everyone else in the world who does the workout. There are different um, options as far as what categories you're in. There's scaled options for workouts, RX. There's also age divisions and occupations o- occupations yeah i keep seeing stuff come out who's the fitted law enforcement Fitt- fittest-, fittest law enforcement officer <laughs> fittest teacher nurse. fittest nurse yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's yeah cool. so um so yeah it's a fun thing to do i think it's still only 20 dollars to sign up mm-hmm. is that right i think so yeah. i haven't signed up yet me neither um but so why would you sign up um one good reason to sign up is that the workouts will actually present a challenge to you. They will be more like competition style. Test slash competition. Going to be put on the spot. You're going to be expected to do your best. Yep. You know, so. Which is good for you. Yeah. If you just heard that and you got nervous, you need it. Yeah. So it's fun. Put yourself um, out there. Yeah. I mean, in the end, it's it's cool to test yourself and kind of see what you can do. A lot of times, like, you're surprised. Um we end up setting it up kind of like fun style to where we do, uh, basically we call it like Friday night lights, although it's more like Friday afternoon lights because we're going to do it from like three 30 to five, five or something, yeah. <laughs> three to five. So, well, just to clarify, it'll be the, it'll be the scheduled workout every Friday. Yes, that's so, true. So if you come to a class during that time, if you come to five fifteen, eight thirty or noon, you will do that workout, whether you're signed up for the open or not. You're doing it. You'll do that workout or a version of that workout. Yeah, a version, right? So if you're not actually signed up, then, you know, you may do more scaled version or you may sub movements, you know, to accommodate people who are signed up, like that sort of a thing. Yep. Um, But if you can come to the afternoon, we'll run more like heat style and it'll be kind of like people will be like cheering you on and like that sort of thing. Partner up, count for each other, have a good time. Yeah. The workouts are always a good test, but they're typically very accessible to all levels between your scaled division or, mm-hmm. I mean, even last year you could tell they did a really good job of making the first two workouts very accessible. Mm-hmm. Like the first one was just jumping rope and wall walk-ups. Mm-hmm. And then the second one was dumbbell snatches and burpee box overs. Yeah. And by the time they got to the third, they threw in some higher skill stuff, yeah. but had appropriate scales. So yeah, definitely. Um, I've been signing up for years. So this will be my, I don't even know, eighth or seventh. I mean, I haven't completed them all, but I've signed up for, yeah. you know, seven I think I've years. completed all the years I've signed up. The first few years I didn't sign up because the first few years that they had it, there was only RX. And so like one of the workouts one year. Oh, I they remember. didn't start scaled to like. 2017 yeah. or something. Yeah. So like the first few years, um, it was just really kind of defeating to sign up for it because like 
say you didn't have a ring muscle up or something like that, one of the workouts was literally ring muscle, like, yeah, like seven in, minutes of max ring muscle in, ups. And you're like, in 2016, was uh, like one of the, <laughs> one of the first workouts that they started, it was 15, started with like seven ring muscle ups. And it was the first The movement. first workout of the week. No, the, the, no, no. It was the first movement of the first workout. It was like 15.4 or something yeah. like that. And so like people that didn't have muscle ups were just like, you just stood there. This is dumb. Yeah. So, so it just was kind of like, I know that they've kind of structured it a little bit better now yeah. to where like it's more inclusive. So it just makes it more fun. Round one might be pull-ups. Round two might be chest to bar. Round three, you go to muscle up. Yeah. So you work as far as you can or yeah. something like yeah, that. Yeah. Like so. stuff like that, like ascending weight schemes and like, you know, stuff yep. like that so that it's more accessible to people that they can actually post scores and stuff like that. So it's um, a good opportunity just to test yourself. And then also it's, it's, it's a, it's a fun opportunity in the gym. Like you can, if you're only a morning person for three weeks, you could maybe like change your schedule, come in the afternoon, mm-hmm. see some different people, like get just a different environment to train in yeah. and just whatever. It, it's a cool way to kind of mix it up. Um, if you want to find out more about it, like you can get online. There's tons of information. Like, yeah. Out and there. it's, it's cool. Like it gives you a good perspective on, so everybody in the world, the CrossFit games athletes who will be at the games later this year, they, this is their first step. So yeah. you will do the exact same workouts they do. And it's, it's cool to like put your score up against them and be like, you really appreciate like, <laughs> right. What like, people are capable yeah, of like, yeah, holy you'll be, shit. You'll yeah. Be like, oh, I just did my best. And I got four rounds in that AMRAP. And yeah. then they'll be like, oh, that person got 14. Yeah. And you're like doing <laughs> math. And you're yeah. like, That's like a round every 30 seconds. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah there's the video. Do you want to yeah. see it? It's just, it's just cool to see yeah. like the yeah, performance and I don't know. It's by doing it yourself. It, gives you kind of a perspective on it. And I think, yeah, that's cool. I definitely agree. It's fun. It's inclusive and it's just a good way to test yourself and it's a cheap way and you know, kind of a more comfortable way. You're not paying a bunch of money and traveling to another city, another yeah, you gotta, to, you gotta put yourself on the spot and test yourself in the comfort of your own gym. Like you'll yeah. be uncomfortable, but you'll be surrounded with people that, you know, your, your regular friends. training partners and yeah. uh, your coaches. So yeah, everyone wants you to succeed and do well. We um, encourage it. We try to set you up to like, try to strategize with you, yeah. try to give you, you know, pointers and just ideas, things that you don't maybe always do in your training. Like, you know, so just anyways, it's just kind of like a fun thing to do, but we're not like super pressure. We don't like really pressure people into doing it. We used yeah. to kind of do like intramural teams and we try to get as many people signed up as possible. And it's just like, in the end, I only want people to do it that want to do it. Right. Because otherwise you're wasting your time. Basically, if you don't really want to do it, then it's just, you're not going to be able to put the effort into it that, yeah. you know, you need to put into it. So, yep. Um, so that being said, also we will have our AM versus PM oh, yeah. coming up in a few weeks. The 19th. The 19th. Yep. So we'll start pushing that here a little bit more too, but you can sign up on the push press app. Just go to push press the, your push press app and go to events and then sign up. You do not need to, there's no like option to select AM or PM. I will do that for you. So you there's just no need, fee. There's no fee. You just sign up. It's $400 your, it's, actually. Yeah. Put my Venmo in there. Yep. <laughs> Send all money to Shannon. <laughs> yeah. So $0. I uh, hope I don't have to go head to head with Tyler Salzberger this year. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. So I should probably start writing some workouts. That hurt my self-esteem for the last year. I've been beating myself up. Yeah. I lost by two reps. Yep. <laughs> that was a fun workout. Yeah, that was cool. And then it finished with the rope climbs. Yeah. John and uh, Brian going head to head. Yeah. Unfortunately, I handicapped my team by not. Yeah, it was close too. First. Like I remember. People Bri- were able to catch up. Brian's a 
good rope climber, but John hung with him too. Like it was. John's good at rope climbs. Yeah. John's broken, and he still did rope climbs yeah. today. He's a cripple. And he's, yeah, <laughs> he's a cripple. He does well. <laughs> Bless his heart. Yeah. She she get him a handicap sticker. Yeah, we'll probably have one here soon. Yeah. All right. So, um, anything else that you'd like to bring up? So no. All right, we're gonna be training. What? Uh, we're gonna be. <laughs> Doing the AM versus PM, and we're going to be doing the Open coming up. The Open actually starts February 24th, I'm pretty sure is the date. So it's like three weeks from now. Well, three weeks from this Friday that I'm talking. But yeah. by the time this comes out, it's, it's gonna literally going to be yeah. like two weeks. By the time you listen to this, you're going to be listening to this. It's going to be two weeks away. Yep. So cool. Yep. All right. Well, we're going to be getting stronger and getting fitter like usual. So anyways, hope you have fun with our next block. And we'll see you in the gym. Goodbye.